Good day. You are listening to a podcast. But this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Or this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the tense. Starring the tense. The uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. Ha-ha! The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. All right, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'll be the host of this here podcast, the Ted Smith, the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Uh, the bottom square coming to us live from his studio closet. He was running the cop. Cobb, what's going on? It's actually the closet studio. We got all my clothes providing the sound deadening. Now this thing's sweet. Um, I can hear you guys well. Hopefully my voice sounds good. And what's going on? <laughs> all right, up there in the top uh, upper left screen, Matt, kind of the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Man, it's good to see you, boys. I got real fired up just before this, thinking about how awesome you both are and how excited I was to see you. So it's great to be here. Yeah, and I'm going to make you guys jealous. Last week it was cold and rainy. This weekend, sunny and 70. Crisp, perfect fall. Wow. Nice. nice. Yeah. I, uh, Matt, you look jealous. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm going, I'm going to the beach this weekend. It sucks. Uh, no, enjoy those honey crisps, man. Dude, I can't you not. Suckers. There's, there's, I've already had four last week, and there's four on my counter. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I was like, this is the best apple there is. In season, nothing better. Oh, they're so good, man. And like, I still think banana is probably my number one fruit, but man, the honey crisp season is just, it, it's upon us. There's pumpkins out. Uh, last week, I put out a PSA. I will uh, put it out again <laughs> this week. Uh, the Seahawks played on Monday Night Football this Sunday. You're in October. Fellas, if you're going to that pumpkin patch, Seahawks are on a buy. Don't carve them till you know, closer to Halloween. But I say you take your girl and go out to the patch. Get Score it done. Points. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of times the bye week can be in November. Like we're not always this blessed where it's perfect pumpkin patch season and the Seahawks aren't playing. That's what I'm saying. It'd actually be sunny outside. Like go like I'm like, this is the weekend to go do stuff or, you know, you could be a psychopath and just be up at 9 a.m. on Saturday morning to watch uh, Maryland. Somehow we're still unranked five and oh going into Ohio State. Big no game. Terps. Big game. <laughs> Somehow we're still unranked. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> what about what about 10 seasons of just getting slaughtered at the hands of every opponent in the country? <laughs> That's the problem is that I think the national media but is waiting for us to get our ass beat by Ohio State. So, I mean, even if it's a one point law or one point score loss, like one score loss, I think we still get ranked. And I'm telling you, man, I think Ohio State's overrated. Terps might go in there and also like. Ohio yeah the the uh the Buckeyes are often overrated and the thing is you know I feel like I'm not sure why but I feel like legacy of a program plays really plays into the ratings at least early in the season or the rankings rather and I'm not sure why I guess just because you have so little information to go on or that you know the information is pretty thin on how these college squads you know who they have for recruits and stuff I don't know but it does seem like how good they were last year really carries over when oftentimes a lot of the players aren't coming back. I mean, I guess it's all factored in, but that does seem crazy that Maryland is 5-0 and and completely unranked when there are teams in there with losses. And we've beaten every opponent by 14 or more. 
But hey, you guys have probably had a pretty weak strength of schedule, right? Jesus, man. What are you like the fucking I hate Maryland committee? <laughs> you know, I just sometimes I feel like you get on a Maryland soapbox and you it flies in the face of of the facts. The facts are, you know, the, the juice isn't hasn't been happening for a long time, but I'm ready for it to come back. I'm ready to jump on the turp bandwagon and be a war turtle or whatever the hell those things are. But, Terrapin. Yeah. What I mean, what's the difference? Right. Uh, I, I'm just saying, look, you're not wrong. Like Michigan State obviously is terrible. Indiana's down, but it's still like we're five and oh, we're two and oh in the conference in the Big Ten. And like again, we've beaten every team by at least 14 points. So it's like, look, they've gone out and did what you want them to do, you know. Um, weren't you saying that they have like a a ridiculously tough schedule coming up? It's like Buckeyes, Michigan, and a yeah, couple and other our, big teams. In Maryland's division, right. We gotta play Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State every year. Oh, <laughs> so God. it's like we got to knock off one of the big three because we've been knocking at the door, right? Last year we had what eight or nine wins, but we lost all three of those games. We lost a tough one at Wisconsin. So it's like if you win the rest of the games and only lose those three, like you'll still be ranked. You're still a really good team. You just won't get into that upper echelon. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, man. I mean, those are regularly some of the top five teams in the country. I mean, I can relate to you because I think BC for a long time has had the same problem, which is like they're not willing to sacrifice their academic standards. And because of that, they're always, you know, a top 30 team. They're almost never a top 10 team, at least not for long. Uh. (laughs) Uh, Before I go much further, I just have one goofy comment, right? Like I've been driving again and stuff like at 42. I am still sometimes amazed how parking garages work. Like, who was the first person to design one? Like, I'm just like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you're going down, then there's other ways to go up. It's just, it's kind of amazing sometimes. I'm just like, who thought of this? Yeah, I know. I feel like the whole idea of them, at least, is like a one-way flow of traffic. But it is pretty crazy. And one thing that's crazy down here is that you can't, it's all limestone in Austin, so you can't build parking garages down. So when you look at all the skyscrapers downtown, the first like eight to twelve floors are just parking in every skyscraper. No kidding. Really weird. Yeah. Wow. I didn't realize that until um, my girlfriend pointed it out, and then I was like, "Oh, so this town is actually much smaller than you would think because the high rises like you could shave five floors off." I mean, there's even some high rises that are only six floors of actual offices, but they're you know, 12 stories tall because of all the parking. <laughs> all right. My second question is, how are you guys at parallel parking? Go ahead, Matt. I drive a Mini Cooper. It's really easy. I parked for a living for three summers as a, a Carillon Point valet. So I'm a pro. My Paraline, my parallel parking game is excellent. The only tough park for me is the left-handed parallel park. Because it really throws everything off. So if you're on a one-way street trying to park on the left-hand side and you got, you know, a car full of full of people, that's the tough park. Toughest park in the game, in my opinion. All right. So I just didn't think about it. I haven't parallel parked in I don't know how long. I used to be good at it. Saturday, uh, my buddy, his daughter is a cheerleader for the uh, Ballard Knights, which is like in the Northwest, like youth football league. Shout out to the Ballard Knights. Go Knights. Uh, so I showed up after like the first game and it's like at this play field in a neighborhood and I went to parallel park, like 
those streets are so tiny. Like I, by like the <laughs> third attempt, I couldn't get it. Like somebody else was with me and they were talking. I was like, just please shut up. And they're like, what? I'm like, I'm trying to focus here. And then finally I was like, I don't want to to screw it. And just like pulled off and like drove around the corner. I'm like, ah, we'll walk two blocks back to this play field. Like there's too much pressure. Yeah. You know, and Seattle specifically is tough. I mean, those streets were not meant for, for street parking. They're, they're tight. Especially what, what neighborhood did you say you were in? I was in Ballard. So I'm like in a neighborhood, which is already pretty tight. Yeah. The, sh- the cars like I wasn't pleased about that. And then, yeah, trying to parallel park but like the third time. And there's like three cars behind me. But like it was so tight, like they couldn't pull around me as I was still sticking out. So I was like, F this. And I just drove two blocks away and like found the spot I could just pull into head first. Got to cut that angle, son. Yeah, mm. it's not easy. It's not easy. Worry, <laughs> you're in a, an Acura. Correct. Well, good turning radius. But yeah, I don't fault you, man. You I mean, you. You did all your drivers like training stuff in your early 20s and then didn't have a license for 10 years. So there's going to be some bumps. I didn't have a license for almost. Well, I've had a license. I didn't have a car for almost 20 years. That's so wild. Does it have? I, a I mean, I guess camera? I'm heading that way. I'm at like 12. What's that? Does it have one of the backup cameras? Nah, it's not that. It's not. It's, okay. it's too old. Those help. So, they do. And then I was telling my buddy that lives over there. He's got like a big SUV. And I go. I don't know how you're driving through these streets and everything. He's like, uh, it really helps having little sensors on the side. They're like <laughs> beep. I was like, oh, I was I was like white knuckling it. I was like, this is brutal. <laughs> Aren't there some new cars that just like you just push the button and it just parallel parks for you? Yeah, looks awesome. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a commercial for it. <laughs> My car does not do that. <laughs> but i mean it's a good car it runs and everything it just like i was just like oh and i just i just forgot i was like oh now i'm one of these people that can't parallel park and there's like families walking up and down the street there's cars behind me i was like oh i'm that guy yeah as a middle-aged man you know that that does hurt the pride a little bit but i don't know you have you have i think a valid excuse if you just spent like an hour practicing somewhere when you just, you know, you would figure it yeah. out like very solvable problem for you. So I thought about that too. I was like, I need to go to a parking lot and practice. Yeah. <laughs> Ted, Ted, I'm sure the last thing you want is advice. So I'll throw some out. Uh, the number one thing people get wrong is not the parking. It's lining it up in the first place. They only pull where their front tires are in line with the back tires of the car that they want to park behind. You got to pull all the way to the front tires, match up with the front tires. Otherwise, you're effed from the jump. I, I see it up, all the time. I pulled up to that. The back of their car was split, was in the middle of my back, uh, like side window. That's the remember. That's the way that's I exactly what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. And I still pull couldn't. further. No, no, no. Yeah, okay. that's what I'm saying. That's oh. the mistake is that people pull halfway up on their car. You got to go all the way parallel because then it, I don't know, it just lines you up better. I like to pull reason. even in front of them. And then I have a little bit of backing up to get used to the mirror. Yeah. And then you just see where it's the it's the sweet spot. Yep. All yep. right. So the other funny thing is, uh, so I'm at my buddy's house, right? And he was my old boxing coach, great martial artist, like big soccer guy. And like he watches football, but he just isn't like. He's just not ingrained in the culture. So his daughter was like, hey, I want to do this cheerleading thing. So he's like, all right. So like after the first week, I was like, how was it? He's like, dude, this is insane. I had no idea. I was like, oh, yeah, youth football is a big deal. So uh, I was I had to do something in their neighborhood. So I just pop by and they're like eating breakfast and I'm sitting in the living room 
and I'm talking to my buddy and his daughter, and she's like, we win every week. We beat everybody. And he's like, they're pretty good. Like, they just keep winning and this and that. And I, so, you know me, I'm like, well, who are you playing? And they just say like three letters. And I go, who's that? And he's like, I don't know. So I'm like, hang on, let me, let me figure this out. So I find the Northwest Junior Football League. And I said, you're playing FSP? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, uh, you might be in some trouble this week. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, this place is just called Ford Sports Performance. And it looks like they train high school, college, little kids. I mean, it looks like a football factory. Dude, Bobby Wagner and KJ Wright used to train there. Okay, right? Tracy <laughs> Ford runs it. Yeah, dude. Right. Have fun. Right. That's why I was like, dude, like, I know your team's good, but I'm like, this place looks pretty legit. Yeah. Oh, the, the, I think the Ballard Knights lost all three of those games. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Ted, you're, you know, you're in the same boat, dude. The Maryland Terrapins, I just looked it up, are playing at the shoe. One of the biggest yeah. stadium, biggest, most ruthless stadiums in college football. <laughs> big noon, uh, college, big noon. I know the off. season's been, been good this so far, but I don't know, man. Oh, trust me. I'm going to watch that game. And I've told people there's like, there's stuff going on Saturday night. And I said, if Maryland loses, I'll see you guys Saturday night. They're like, what happens if Maryland wins? So it's like, oh, I'm going to be rip-roaring drunk and asleep by five. Yeah, you'll never see me again. <laughs> right. And oh. Tom, to, to piggyback on Maryland not having the best fan base. Now, I do live in Seattle, but there's a Maryland alumni crew group on Facebook. So years ago, somebody was like, dude, you should join. And I'm like, I'm not alumni. And he's like, there's not enough of us out here. Like, just join. Like, you're a Maryland fan. It's fine. So after we watch... uh some of the youth football, the Maryland fans are meeting at Fuel uh, Sports Bar in Ballard. Used to be in Pioneer Square, now it's in Ballard. Yep. And Mike's done a great job. That place is beautiful. But so I walk in and like I look in this back room and there is a sea of red jerseys. And I'm like, this, this is it. Right. Like there's a couple people with me. I'm like, this is what I'm talking about. Like these Mar we're, Maryland's back. We're fired up. And then I'm talking to the owner, Mike, and he's like, no, man, those are the Georgia fans. Your your crew's out there with the sound on. There's only like five of us. <laughs> oh, dude, come on. God, that sucks. Wow. Right? I'm like, big, we are, I'm like, we are big time. This is yeah. Maryland football right here, baby. <laughs> Crab cakes and football, baby. That's awesome. <laughs> Imagine, you uh, know, I was fired up, man. Dude, oh, what, God. And one other thing too, we got so Ted. We were texting a little bit on Saturday. I I decided I'm a college football guy now. I was chatting with my it's uh, awesome. My, I love my lady about it. I'm a college football guy. But um, on Saturday, two things happened. One, we went to uh to check out the University of Texas tailgate scene so that we're ready for when Ted comes, so we know where the the hot spots are and what to avoid. Um, but then also uh a um somebody related to uh uh one of us um. Just started attending uh uh the what's the Grove? Is it Mississippi or Mississippi State? Mississippi, Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Just started it's attending. My, it's my nephew. Okay, yeah. I just didn't know if you wanted to say. Yeah. So um yeah, Ted's nephew starts attending Ole Miss. So they were in, if anybody followed, a crazy battle over the weekend and ended up with a big upset. And uh there was only so I talked to Ted's brother and only one photo 
made it out the whole day from this. So this kid's a freshman and uh, only one photo made it out all day. And it's just the scoreboard behind him. Like Ted sent it to me. Uh, Ted's brother sent it to me. And I was just like, man, you know, if they win this game, this is like, I was like, they're rushing the field. You're never going to see your boy again. <laughs> so I don't know if he's even been heard from at this point, but yeah, that was just a wash. That's gotta be one of the best college parties in the country. He texted me after the game. Well, he sent a picture of him on the field with like all the people behind him. Oh, yes. And then I was like, what are you doing tonight? He's like, oh, man, all the bars are like a $60 cover. So I guess we're just partying at a house. And I'm like, all right, cost efficient. Go get it, young fella. Oh, God, I should have Venmoed him 60 bucks. <laughs> like, those are the kind of hype moves I love. It's just like you bar- <laughs> you barely know I exist. Like Venmo, get in there, son. <laughs> I just love he's like what 18 or 19 and he's like well <laughs> the bars are 60 bucks i guess we're just hanging out at the house like all right sure whatever <laughs> mississippi man <laughs> i know you were texting me and then matt was texting me about college football so i was like all right let's just get back on the on the regular podcast thread <laughs> oh yeah dude I, yeah it's it's officially fall yeah, I was just making sure. I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm an old Miss guy now because of Ted's nephew. And so I had to text you to confirm when I was watching that game. And yeah, I'm a college football whore just like you. It's like, let's go Terps. Let's go Ole Miss. You know, I love the Buffaloes. And then, uh, you know, it's fun watching you dub too. Penix is putting oh, on yeah. a cl- clinic. Penix for Heisman. Man, yeah, I'm excited I mean, look- for dub Oregon. Whew. That's a monster game. They just oh. announced it's going to be a 1230. So it's a day game. But I'd imagine College Game Day will be there, right? Two top 10 programs, both undefeated. And that makes sense for ABC because the 330 slot on the East Coast is like the premier like college football spot. Yeah. And it's like it's an amazing stadium, too. And it's a college town. It's not like UW where they're in a larger city like in Eugene, Oregon. There's only one thing going on on college football Saturday. Yeah. Well, that doesn't matter because it's in Seattle. <laughs> oh, it is? <laughs> yeah. Wait, it's in Seattle? Yeah. Oh, shit, I might try to go. I thought that <laughs> I thought this whole time that it was a night game in Oregon. No, man. It's 1230 at Husky Stadium on the 14th. What am I doing? Dude, I was debating all week if it was. Oh, my God, dude. I'm such an idiot. I was debating all week if it was worth it. Flying to Seattle three days early because I got to go up on Tuesday anyway. Flying three days early and then driving down, trying to get our, our friend, the mayor involved and drive down, you know, five hours to Eugene to try to see this game. It's in Seattle. I could just drive in and take the light rail to the stadium or fly in and take the light rail to the stadium. Yeah. Oh, yes. But again, wow. 1230 kickoff. <laughs> That's all right, dude. There's a flight out of Austin that gets in at 830 in the morning in Seattle. I mean, it'd be a tough, it'd be a tough start to the day, but I just might come in white hot. This feels possible, boys. Wow. <laughs> God, I got to do more research. Dude. We are a wealth of misinformation here. Thank you, Ted. Maybe I'm not as college football of a guy as I thought. I know. I was like, that that, thing, that game's been circled on the calendar for months. Like, I'm not going as I got to go to a friend's kid's birthday. But like, I even I'm like 1230 start. Maybe I'll go tailgate and then <laughs> head out. Yeah, maybe just just a little bit, you know? know. Well, especially if you're hopping off the light rail, like, dude, just come by here. We'll have a couple pops. I'll give you my extra set of keys. Yeah, seriously. Ooh. Jesus. That's God. That is tempting. That yeah, is tempting. Boys. The Huskies are rolling like Terps are five and oh, the Hawks <laughs> are doing great. I was like, this is just a good time to be a football fan. University of Texas too, killing it. Texas, right. Cobb's down there. Texas is rolling. I've started Undefeated. calling the Huskies my side chick. Somebody's like, <laughs> why are they your side chick? And I was like, 
Well, listen, like I'm a Maryland fan and I can't like I'll wear Husky stuff to the stadium, but like I'm not going to hang a Husky flag, but it doesn't mean I don't care and still like them. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like all that means is if the Terps are playing the Huskies, you're going Terp. But other than that, you know. Oh, yeah. Trust me. I sat here Saturday evening and just, you know, made dinner and I was like, all right, 7 p.m. Husky game. Let's get it. Yeah, dude, that's uh, that's the tough issue down here is it's all out of network, so I can't watch the Ducks. I got to figure out some some strategy. I guess I could like subscribe to the Pac-12 or I don't really know. Actually, if anyone I mean, knows how to was... watch the dogs out of market, can you just email it to us? <laughs> well, they were on Pac-12 network, so that was a tough one last week. But don't worry, that Oregon game will be on national TV. And if case anybody's worried, so is Maryland at Ohio State 9 a.m. this Saturday. Watch it on Fox. Matt, does that work for uh, college or just NFL? No, it works for all sports. Nice, dude. Yeah. How much Chinese spyware am I going to end up with? That's it's, really my question. Look, you can click out of a pop-up or two. You'll be fine. I have an ad blocker on. It's it's no sweat. I figure you knew, you already know about Adblock Plus. Yeah, but I've lost some hard drives, you know? Uh, I've been using it for years, man. That's That one's trustworthy. Okay. <laughs> like Matt's got the uh, the Chinese links, and he used to have Indian Viagra. <laughs> yeah, dude, what's international the man of mystery, dude? Yeah, <laughs> do you have an Asian country that has a little bit of a shady product? Because Matt would like to know about it, <laughs> dude. That's so funny because literally this week I started taking a supplement that he recommended to me, and I was like, "Well, um, I did some research, and it's essentially just a, uh, a dye used for carpets and clothing." But uh, it tastes like poison, but it did give me a lot of energy. <laughs> I did. Dude, it's so funny, too. God, you guys might be taking meth for real. Yeah, dude. Damn it, boys. So this is actually funny. So I took the stuff that Matt was recommending. And then that night I was out and I was talking to a guy who's the CEO of a medical ketamine company. And, you know, he's into like nootropics and stuff. So he's like, he was like, oh, what did you take tonight? I was like, oh, I took this like supplement, whatever that my buddy recommended. And he's like, what's in it? And I was like, honestly, man, I have no idea. And he was like, what does it do? I was like, got to be real with you. I, uh, not really sure. And he's like, how'd you hear about it? I was like, uh, my friend, uh, my friend recommended it. He's like, oh, is he a doctor? I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> human trials baby <laughs> that's all is he a doctor no not even close he's really good at golf <laughs> yeah yeah uh, uh, all right i want your guys opinion because i have mine already uh what do you guys think about all the taylor swift and the nfl coverage go ahead Matt. um i i think you know it's it's fine it's it's fun uh it seeing it in prime time i didn't think they talked about her too much until the fourth quarter um and you know it's just another fun storyline that's why it's it's kind of like it's a merging of two worlds because like you know there's a lot of the country that cares about taylor swift and i do not and i really care about the nfl and now all these Swifties care about the NFL. I still don't really care about Taylor Swift, but it, it's kind of like our common ground. Like I could, I could talk to a 18 year old girl about something 
and we could we could actually have a conversation. Not that I would, but she's half my age, but I could, you know, theoretically have an actual conversation with a a teenager. <laughs> yeah. Not that right. I not that I want to. I'm just saying it brings people together. There's nothing wrong. I mean, look, I don't know. You might you you might be related to her. I don't know. You go to your buddy's high school, can see his kid play. Like it's not that crazy that you're talking to a teenager. I get your point. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you guys want the uh the tinfoil hat take or just you know, sort of more standard uh main right down the, the general canon take? What's your take? I baited you in. Here's the tin <laughs> tinfoil hat is also my take. All right. So a lot of people have been searching. So the, the main knock on Taylor Swift these days is that she flies private and causes, you know, a bunch of uh, CO2 to be released, destroying our ozone layer, which actually I learned a lot about recently. Pretty crazy. Should look into it. Not, not it being damaged, but just what an ozone layer actually is. Um, so, the conspiracy theory that's taking off right now is that she went to the game where they played the Jets. And now when you search Taylor Swift's jet, all that comes up is like a hundred articles about Taylor Swift trying to date this guy and like her going, you know, being a Chiefs fan or whatever. So um, that's the psyop um, on the real side. I feel like she is a one of the greatest marketers of our time. And I have no idea if she's interested in this guy. But, God, that girl can sell some tickets, man. I mean, wow. So maybe they'll end up together, given her past. I sort of doubt it. But, uh, you know, it's good for the NFL. It's good for Taylor. And it's good for us. So I'm in for it. Yeah, I'm just looking at it more from, like, football fans kind of point of view. And, like, I was watching the game Sunday night, and I was kind of scrolling through Twitter. I was just getting annoyed. People were like, enough with Taylor Swift. Like, we just care about football. And, like, why does it matter? And it's like, well, That's first crazy. of all. Americans have been running around for, what, 30 years, a lot of Americans being like, F soccer, we play football, it's the greatest sport in the world. Like, okay, I'm not, look, I'm not going to argue with you, but you got to be prepared for when the world turns its eyes on your sport. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, it wasn't just Taylor Swift. Like, Ryan Reynolds was in there with Blake Lively, who just, for the record, is uncomfortably hot. Oh, yeah. She is so fucking hot. Jesus. And like, the, the, her, I don't know. She looks even better now that she's had kids. I'll, I'll, I'll calm down. I was real fired up about that for two days. Uh, <laughs> right. But like Hugh, Jackman, up now. Hugh Jackman's in there. I'm just like, to me, this is great for football. Like you're yeah. going to get more eyes on the sport. You're right. Like I saw the numbers, like the viewership was through through the roof. And it's like, I, I, I just don't understand why people are like pissy about it or like, I mean, it's like she. You know, like Thrill was saying, he made a good point. It's like, she's not on the field. She's not a referee. She's not a coach. It's not affecting the game. Like, I just, I was kind of surprised how many people were, like, upset about it. Yeah, also what we're annoyed now that, like, a bunch of attractive women, attractive young women are into the sport that, you know, previously has been, like, the, you know, the domicile of, like, you know, bearded, aging, overweight white men. Like, come on about personal but whatever yeah <laughs> <laughs> whoa bro yeah you were right about blake lively good lord right like I, that's why i was like i don't i just don't remember her being like that voluptuous i thought that was, she was 
like yeah. skinnier. And I was just like, well, whatever she's doing, I'm in. Wasn't I was just like gracious. Did she do a Maxim cover? Like one of the one of the last Maxims I ever had. I feel like she was. Yeah. Yeah. She's right. I think actually, Matt, I think that's one of the first places I saw her. I was just like, who is this chick? <laughs> I know my Maxim history, Ted. <laughs> yeah. But like at the game, she was like cheering and like holding her stuff down. I was just like, who is that? Because at first I didn't realize it was her. Then I was like, that is Blake Laffey. Like, God damn. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> Something. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I don't know. I was watching the game. People were like, who cares? I'm just like, what do you care? Like, I don't know. They seem like no reason to get upset about it. Plus, like the the NFL has like 32 million followers or whatever. She has like 230 million followers. So it's Blake like Lively does. No, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Oh, my God. It, that's it, crazy. I thought the NFL was so huge, you know, and then it's like just like a little bit of Taylor fever comes in and like adds all these followers, spikes all these sales. I'm like, I thought the NFL couldn't get any bigger. And so I just got to give her props for apparently we could we it could have. And, and she she figured it out. But I thought the NFL was as big as it gets. And Taylor Swift just took it to a whole nother level, which is just damn impressive. Yeah, I mean, look, I think it's awesome. Like, right. Like, I love football. So it's like, let's get more eyes and more people watching it than than anything else. Like also Sunday morning, the game in England, they they broadcast it and there was an alternate broadcast where it was from Andy's room and Toy Story. And it was like, but it was live action. So the little fake figures were like throwing passes as they were happening in real life. I was like, man, if you got kids, like park them in front of the TV and watch a cartoon version of an NFL game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, so I'm, I'm on a rabbit hole with Blake Lively. <laughs> now somehow I'm at, I'm at, Taylor Swift's VIP beach party uh, with Gigi Hadid. <laughs> <laughs> this is not going well, boys. I'm done with this. Yeah, there was some other famous actress in there. I forget her name. Sophie something. I don't know her. I don't, Sophia I don't... Vergara? Son, I would know I... Sophia Vergara. <laughs> Honestly, oh, I man. barely do. That's just Sophie something is the only that's the only name that popped in there. Sophie Turner? I know Sophie Tucker, musician. I don't know. But either way, I was just like, I think this is great. Like, good for good for Taylor yeah. Swift. And then the mom is making out uh, Mama Kelsey. She was in Philly, right? Because her son, uh, Jason, is the center for the Eagles. And did you see who she was sitting next to there? No. Jake from State Farm. <laughs> and the dude was in, like, his, like, khakis and his, like, State Farm shirt. And I was like, holy shit. That might be more impressive than hanging out with uh with Wolverine. <laughs> Dude, that's that's so crazy to me that NFL fans are gatekeeping that sport. It's like, you know, a bunch Good of attract bunch of attractive women came in and want to go to the stadium now. Like, how many people is Taylor influencing to all of a sudden like their boyfriend's or husband's sport? It's like, come on. This is this is a miracle. Yeah. I think it's great for everybody. That's like uh, Imagine if Taylor listened to this podcast and we were pissed about it. Crazy. Yeah. Right. I mean, if right, it's like it's not for you, Taylor. It's like, no, it is. Get in here. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Just like I, I just couldn't. I was like, who cares? And that the term I was going to tweet out was gatekeeping. Like, we can't gatekeep the sport. And Cobb, you'll agree with me. You see it a lot with American soccer fans. Because, oh, yeah. like, you know, like every, you know. 
there's always going to be new people jumping on and people are like, ah, oh, these new fans. Like, I remember even when the Sounders started, like hearing somebody behind us was like, these people don't even understand the game. And it's like, you know what? They don't, dude, but they're trying to learn it. Don't you want your sport to be more popular? Like, don't, you know, don't get, gatekeeps the term. Like, just come on. Same thing dude. with NFL fans. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, I used to be one of those idiots. You know what? It doesn't matter if nobody's ever played football. Sorry. Mina Kimes knows more about football than I'll ever know. Right? And like you don't have to play to be a student of the game. Yeah, seriously. And and also like what do you it's like people get better. I mean there's even like one person that we all know that's sort of like that with like Burning Man. It's like, "Oh, these new beginners, like newbies." And it's just like, yeah, people are coming to like check out something that they heard was fun. You know, same with the NFL, same with like people listening to new bands or like country singers getting big or Formula One getting big. And it's just like, what's wrong with that? <laughs> exactly. Welcome. Here's how it works. Yeah. yeah right. I, I don't know. I was just loving it. I was like, this is great. And it was a good game. So I'm like, hey, Sunday night football, Taylor Swift's in the house. Like, this is how you draw it up. Oh, so she could have been a football fan this whole time. Like, what do we know? You know, she's from the South. She's not. She's from Jer- I think the Eagles are actually her team. She's from she's Jersey. From Jersey? I just, yeah. I just I know I, I guess the only reason I thought that is because at one point uh this guy that we all know, Big Daddy, pointed out like a uh a, a condo tower that she lived in for a while in Nashville. So I just was assuming she was from there. No, she's, she's from, from Jersey, Jersey, but she definitely lived in Nashville for a while. I mean, just hit factory, you know? It's yeah, that out. one's street. She's from Pennsylvania. Wow, West Reading. All right. Mm. All right. Yeah. Reading. Reading. That part of that part of PA is basically jazzy. So I'm not going <laughs> to back off that one. Uh, all right. You know, oh, one more quick thing. We're talking about being college football whores on the men's room today. We got to interview Heisman Trophy winner, NFL pro, uh, and University of Texas graduate, Ricky Williams, because he has his own awesome. uh, weed and stuff now. He's a big marijuana advocate. So I, I asked him in the interview, I said, I said, you know, I said, Ricky, you're the only guy that I can ask this to that can answer this. Like you played in the NFL, but you also played massive college football. Like, what what do you like? What did you prefer? Like the, the college atmosphere or like the craziness of the NFL? And he just was like, for me, honestly, he was like college. And yeah. he's like. He's like, look, the NFL fans are great and they're rabbit and they'll travel around. But he's like, there's something different about college. And he made a good point. Like, like if, when we go to that Texas game, right, we'll easily meet a mom and dad who's ki- like they went to Texas or one of them went to Texas. Their kids went to Texas. You know, maybe their kids go to will go try to go to Texas. So I think that's a big part of it, too. Legacy dynasty. Yeah. It's like when I was at Fuel talking to those Maryland people, and I'm like, "Yeah, I worked at Town Hall," and they're like, "No way!" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, I was a bartender there." And then one guy was like, "I never drank there," and I'm like, "Yeah, the college students didn't." <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dude! Wow. Uh, all right, let's take a break here. We'll come back with some emails. What's Matt and in the cop topic? All right, welcome back. Thank you to our sponsors. Uh, also, shout out to the Honey Crisp Apple. <laughs> Cobb, do we have some emails? <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, hey, fellas, big ups to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. All the land. 
God, sorry, that scared the shit out of me. Did you guys see that door open? My yeah. the, my dog Uh-oh. just came in the room. I thought it was a ghost. Um, <laughs> uh, just wanted to say that I'm listening to the last cast, and Cobb is 100% wrong. Costco Costco clothes are great. Buddy, oh, this. All right, all right. Let's see. Let's hear him out. Let's hear him out. Okay. Also, uh, man, who said that to? Oh, somebody on the men's room. Like we put him on the air and, and you know, we ask him the question of the day and he's like, real quick before I get to that, he's like, Ted, Cobb is wrong. <laughs> Same thing about the, like, you have pissed people off with your Costco clothes take. So go ahead. Oh, man. And I'm a loyalist <laughs> too, but okay, let's, let's hear him out and then uh, I'll refute. Uh, maybe not their Kirkland brand stuff, but I've gotten some absolutely legit basketball shorts and sweatpants there for like $7. And that's $7 in 2022, 2023 money. I prefer them over my Under Armour gear while I'm pissing off Ted when I'm around the house. So don't listen to Cobb, the city dweller. Embrace the burbs, Ted and Matt. By Kirkland. Support local business. Mikey Dubs. Well, uh, Ted, do you have anything to say before I start? Uh, I almost bought a pair of sweatpants. I did not. (laughs) But I definitely... I predicted this. I definitely bought sheets. (laughs) Just as the prophecies have foretold. They do have legit sheets. I used to have some sateen ones from there that were fire. (laughs) Okay. First of all, support local business. They're publicly traded. So (laughs) I don't know. Um, And probably actually largely now owned by private equity firms, but I can't confirm that. Um, All right. Costco clothes are great. Let's break this down. I did say they have good socks. Uh, The rest of the stuff they carry... My problem is they do cheaper versions for a lot of like, okay, Nike town, the socks are nice. They're expensive, but they're nicer Nike socks. But like if you get Nike socks on Amazon, they're cheaper quality. Now, Costco is typically known for quality, but I know that brands will partner and do like, you know, their their discount version. Nike is one of the biggest offenders, but I know there's a lot that do it. So I feel like the problem with Costco clothes for me is it's just a box cut. Like they just cut like a big square thing of fabric and they hope that it fits you. And for somebody, um, you know, with this, I mean, if, with somebody with a non-traditional, you know, body sort of like, uh, what's it called? Like frame, they, they fit horribly and horrible and more, more than expensive clothes. You want clothes that fit well. Um, I've gotten some absolutely legit basketball shorts and sweatpants there for like $7. I will admit that their Costco, their Kirkland signature sweatpants around that would have been 2006 were pretty solid, but I feel like most of their clothes are the cheap version of something else. And most of the time that only ends in pain. Now I can tell by these being 2022, 2023 sweats that you haven't gotten to properly wear them in yet. And, uh, you know, that lesson will come. I think, you know, you buy Buy once, cry once, and you want to go for quality. So that's all I got. You know, if you want to, if you want to support Kirkland Signature brand clothes and Costco clothes, it's your funeral, my guy. Uh, I did buy a pair of gloves too, so it's sort of clothing. Dude, I I have running gloves from there. I'll vouch for the gloves. <laughs> I also, our other friend, the mayor, was like, "You're going too much." And I go, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Too how often." Long you, yeah, he goes, "How long have you had your car?" And I go, four weeks." He goes, "How many times have you been?" I was like. Three weeks. I've been three Thursdays in a row since I got it. <laughs> I've only missed one Thursday. And he's like, dude, I th-, and I was like, no, dude, look at my cabinets. Like, I'm stocked. Like, I got all these protein shakes. I got all the coffees. I got, you Scale know, it back. 
right? I was like, like, what else do you need? I was like, I have tons of frozen vegetables. I'm like, I- I'm stocked here. Dude, this is the great debate, actually. God, I feel like this could be a great cop topic, but I can just, okay, so ac- everyone's been to Costco. Does access to Costco regularly make Ted gain weight or lose weight? Because they do have a lot of really healthy options, but also Costco, there's so much good stuff. Like you can just get like a 20 pack of those chicken bags or just whatever. Like it's also gluttonous, you know? What do you think, it- Ted? I mean, so far it's been good because I just buy like the pre-cooked like chicken on skewers and this and that. So like I for one of the games, I bought the churro bites for Mm. like a Seahawks game. And that was Mm. like a Sunday. But trust, I mean, look, I do the same thing I do in the grocery store. I spent 15 minutes in that bakery section. And I I think somebody heard me say out loud, you're good. I'm going to eat you one day. And I'm just like, because I just I get like, I look at everything. I'm like, oh, yeah, that'll be that'll be good. But like, yeah, I mean, uh, so so far it's been good. I don't I don't. And you're right. They have the chicken bakes, but like, I don't buy any of that stuff. And we're yeah. coming into pie season two. That's God. That's some restraint, Ted. I'm impressed. I feel like the only move I have for the grocery store now is I eat before I go. That's the only thing that saves me. It's my self-control one. is gone. Well, and I started, like I said, like I got a, a new nutritionist and stuff. So it's kind of like, you know, like when when, o, when Osiris was at the gym. So it's like I'm checking in every couple of weeks. So it's much easier to stay consistent. Mm, nice. That's God. Yeah, I have no outside accountability. That's a good idea. Dude, um, I'm so fired up right now. Like on the mornings, I get these cans of cold brew coffee from Costco, right? <laughs> Black coffee, 15 calories. Get one of the uh, premier proteins or whatever. I mix them together. Mm. It's like a chalk, like a thick chocolate milk to get the day going. Dude, those premier proteins, man. I was on those for years. I love those things. Yeah, and They've just gotten a lot more expensive, but they're still good. They have, but I was like talking to the to the girl in my doctor's office, and I, I was like, "Look, I just, I just, I'm not a morning person." Like on the weekends, I cook breakfast, but I'm like, I'm just not going to get up and make eggs and stuff. She was like, yeah, just just you could drink a protein. Like, that's fine. But she was like, the rest of the day, try to eat real food. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to drink like three of those and call it a day. But I'm like, in the morning time, it's so much easier. And honestly, like, I like them. I think they taste good. Yeah, they do taste good. Uh, for the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. All the land. On the last episode, Ted mentioned the Washington fight song, uh, which triggered a memory. I remembered that it was the Wisconsin fight song, but the lyrics were about our school. And for 20 minutes, I could not remember them. I had to jump on our Facebook class page to see if anyone remembered them. I got a response, but didn't see it until later on that day. Also, I think Ted's told a story about how jump around became a thing during Wisconsin Badgers football games and how Everlast went to a game in 2022 when they were playing against Maryland. Yep. I added the link in the email for you to watch and pass around. <clears throat> uh Cobb, have you heard of a barbecue place called Slab? They have three locations in the Austin area and another one in Cedar Park. Uh, I have not. And I just had barbecue the other day. Uh, they have a rib sandwich called the McDowell, named after Eddie Murphy's movie Coming yeah, to America. McDowell's. <laughs> and Slab means slow, low, and banging. Uh, <laughs> you need to take Ted and Matt whenever they come and visit you. Later, Stevie. Nice, Stevie, dude. good call. Out. And yeah, uh, remember in Coming to America, they all worked at McDowell's. It wasn't McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> also, this this um, this company's website is dopebarbecue.com. <laughs> Love it. All right. How far are these away from me? I know this is not what I'm supposed to do while we're doing a podcast, but let's see how close they are. Oh, okay. William Cannon, Research Boulevard, Brody Lane. All right. A little bit of a drive, but not far. Okay. Uh, 
next one. You guys are the best. Uh, just catching up Thanks. on episodes after gallivanting through Italy for two weeks on our honeymoon. I was blown away to hear Matt's congratulations and kind words on the show. Stop me dead in my tracks and damn near brought a tear to my eye to hear all the love from you boys. Yeah. Congrats. Woo. Good work. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Getting I'm done. jealous. I'm jealous of Italy. I had a couple of friends just went over there and I'm just I was talking to somebody else. And I was like, I've done, you know, London and Munich. I'm like, I want to go to Italy. Palermo. Ted, I would love to go to Italy with you. If we end up if we end up out in Europe at some point, just you being like a stop in like we don't need to do a whole Europe trip together, but like a couple of days in Italy together. That'd be fun. Yeah, right. It'd be like a movie. Like I'm just sitting on <laughs> yeah. some veranda overlooking the Mediterranean, drinking some red wine. But it's like, oh, hello, cop. <laughs> oh, a little Chianti, Mr. Smith. <laughs> Dude, that'd be so fun. So More than fun. likely, I'll know like two words in Italy and it'll be the same thing. Yeah, hey, get my guy a glass, man. Come on. <laughs> Dude, every morning we have those little tiny cups of espresso and it's like, I'd probably start smoking cigarettes. <laughs> we'll get you one of those mime shirts, you know? It'd be awesome, man. 10 out of 10. Um, uh, I'm playing an accordion. <laughs> i barely passed it actually i got a quick story for you guys so italian in college so in um uh so at, at bc in business school you have to take uh, a language or you already have to be a master in a language i had three years of spanish so it was not enough to pass so i was like you know what i'll take intro to italian so i signed up for intro to italian and first day of class the uh teacher is like 26 pretty good looking and she's just all about studying abroad in italy her italian obviously is flawless um so you know the thing is i'm the only senior in the class and everyone else is like a freshman or a sophomore so I sit at the back and I'm just like, hey, look, you know, I'm just going to do my thing. So after like three or four of the classes, um, she calls me up after class and she's just like, hey, uh, you know, I noticed that um, like uh, are you were, you were saying that um, like the Italian homework is taking a lot of your time and wondering if we could do something. I was like, yeah, I emailed you about that. And so I was like, you know, I just I have a full stack of like heavy finance classes and whatever. And this is kind of not really a priority to me. And she was like, look, some of the kids in the class look up to you. She's like, just if you pay attention in class and you participate, she's like, I'll make sure that like you get through. And I was like, deal. And so that's what we did. Like, <laughs> so my, so long story short, my Italian is awful. I know like four words and it completely ruined my Spanish because they're very similar. <laughs> so pretty much all I remember is grazie mille. <laughs> yeah, and that was a full year of that class too. God bless that woman. I wish I knew her name. Um, Okay, back to this email. Love you all and can't wait to catch up soon. Matt, congrats on 10 years dry. Also, the only good thing, the only good clothing from Costco is the Kirkland Signature white tees. Brian Harvey. Dude, he's right. Hell yeah. Shout out. Shout out to the Kirkland Signature white tees. Dude, I didn't mean to do him dirty like that. He's right. Oh, awesome. He sent us a couple photos. Oh, literally, Teddy's nice. sitting on a veranda sipping wine. Fucking hella cool. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome, man. I'll try to throw. I don't know if I can throw this one in the chat for you guys. Uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's I mean, of course he is. That's what you do in Italy. Dude, he looks so happy, too. And just like he's looking good, man. He's like, you know, got fresh haircut and stuff. Wow. Nice. All right. Uh, thanks, Brian. Uh, and then I asked about like people's best insults last week. 
This one, uh, Matt, you're going to have to bleep me. This All is, right. The whole email is just the insult. No intro, no, no outro. Just because your mom f***ed her brother and nine months later you came out doesn't make you special. Just makes you f***ing retarded. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, sorry for the punctuation. I'm using voice to chat while driving from NICNAC. Uh, sorry, boys. I didn't read that one ahead of time. Probably would have skipped it. <laughs> Where, actually, I, I got a quick question. This this came up while we were headed to the cold plunges the other day. Where are you guys at on the term retarded? Uh, I don't use it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've, I've volunteered in the special needs community for a long time. Uh, my, my, I would say my, my friend Colin, like no offense, boys. He's my best friend. He calls me five times a week, wants to talk Jurassic park, Jumanji. Uh, you know, it's awesome. But, um, you know, there's there's definitely some comedians that use it in a very funny way and I'm I'm definitely for like freedom of speech and that can have that doesn't mean you're free from consequences for your words and in today's world there are likely to be more consequences for that word than in the 90s um and you know comedians have a platform where their whole thing is just be funny so I definitely you know um you know, I, I'm not immune to laughing at it when it's actually funny, but also a lot of times people are just kind of being a dick and it's like, dude, you can be better than that. When I listen to Opie and Anthony all the time, they would just call each other dummy. Like all like calling someone dummy or stupid with the right inflection is more hilarious than the word retarded to me a lot of times. And so I just think it's one of those things of like, be funny if you choose to use the term retarded and it's in a context where you're not going to get in trouble for it, whatever. I don't care too much. Uh, I know you're not, you know, everybody I know that, that I've hung out with in that community, like they're not losing any sleep over it. They're trying to talk more about Jurassic park, Godzilla, King Kong. Like it's, it's uh, yeah, it's definitely something that I've gone uh, back and forth with I don't use it myself but um yeah I think the average person could probably cut it out but I'm not the language police yeah I'm with you I don't use it I don't really care for the term anymore and like I'm with Matt and the granted my job involves me using a lot of different terms just you know I can't curse can't say this can't say that but like to me that word kind of went out when I stopped saying the other f word yeah in reference to like homosexuals. Mm. Oh yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. So, and I just think sometimes too, like people just want to say it to say it. And Matt's right. It's like, you're not getting paid to be a comedian. Like, what do you care? Just use a different term. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's like, well, they, 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 you know, they're saying I can't say it. So why not? And it's like, all right, well, you can just be a D. Yeah. The, <laughs> Jim enough. Norton telling Rich Voss, shut up, stupid. Like after he says something dumb was just so much funnier than almost any context I've heard that that term in. And so, so biting that. Yeah, I just think stupid and dummy. Like if you just have enough behind it can be just as effective and even funnier in a lot of cases. So there's, there's a pro tip if you're struggling getting rid of that like yeah be funnier stupid dummy are really effective terms to call someone in a humorous context 
Oh, man. All right. Well, let's check in with what's Matt. Hey, hey what's good? What's Matt? Uh, before we get to what's Matt. Hey, hey what's good? What's Matt? Whoa. Check out what's Matt. Hey, hey what's good? What's Matt? Whoa. Uh, before we get to what's Matt. Hey, hey what's good? What's Matt? Whoa. Check out what's Matt. All right. Uh, so let's see. This weekend, I just got started that Hawks game. We didn't talk about it that much and, and oh. defense i mean i look the giants suck but that was fun last night i'm sure it was boring for the rest of america I and mean, i i just haven't seen the defense play like that and just the attitude and the swagger just looked like it was back it looked like a p carroll team oh so fun so fun i called for that pick six they were in the reds i was like pick six right here boys and then my guy Devin Witherspoon shutting up the haters. He's got more sacks than Jalen Carter. Um, yeah, so I, I'm all on board with with the 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 new era, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be gonna be a fun season. So, uh, hell of a game. Uh, Geno Smith getting all chippy like that. I'm glad he's not seriously hurt after that uh, hit. But yeah, that Gino, was and Geno. Look, Geno didn't have his best game, but I don't know. I'll take that. That just that looked like the the Seahawks I fell in love with. Yeah. Yeah. Twitter was a lot of fun um, with that. Uh, and, you know, people were just blowing up, you know, on Reddit. And, yeah, just everything I saw online today, it, it was just a real fun day. So um, the weekend, see, Friday night was a full moon. Um, so Tyler and I hiked the trail that's right out front of our condo. It's nice. uh, it's called the Cross Trail down here. Cobb, you might have heard of it in Palm Desert. And we just did it with no lights. We brought lights just in case, but we didn't turn them on. Everyone else kept shining them in our eyes. And we're like, you can see like 10 feet in front of you just from the moonlight. And that's what makes this so cool. But we had a great time with that. Uh, cool, cool night hike. And then Saturday morning, woke up early, went over to Carson, the lawyer's house. He's an alum of both Colorado U and uh, USC. So that was a really fun game to to watch. Highly entertaining. Ted, I know you were busy watching Maryland, but if you, if you I, yeah, that- I I saw like kickoff, and then I was running around watching. Getting, you know, I, I just, I missed most of that game. I only saw, like, Maryland didn't kick off till 1230, and I only saw, like, a quarter of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, it was it was an entertaining game, more so than against Oregon last week. So, they had a good time with that. Had some great breakfast. Had some really good hop water. Uh, I forget. I, I, uh, it's called Day Pack. The Black Cherry Day Pack Hop, hop Water. Uh, maybe it was day trip, but it's from Athletic Brewing Company, who right. I like their non-alcoholic beers. And then we, so that was Saturday. Uh, and then Sunday, I went after all that talk about, hey babe, it's uh, it's Monday night game. It was also the last day I could golf at work for free in this summer, so I was like, I'll actually I'm golfing Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> i went out had a good time got two birdies in the same round that doesn't happen every time out um one of which was a par five i was over the green in two nice so, so you know it was very windy and that whole it helped me um and then 
but I also shot an 87 a few days prior to that. I think that was uh, Wednesday. So that after we last recorded, I went out and shot an 87. That was like a better score. Sunday, I still shot a 95, even with the uh, two birdies, which means the rest of the holes were rough. But it, it was, sounds like there was a snowman involved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was real windy. Like I said, that that toughened things up and my swing just didn't quite have it. There's a little bit of traffic out there. So I never really found my rhythm. But yeah, two two birdies is a is a memorable round for me. And uh, I, I got there's two sides of the course. There's two 18 hole courses on either side of the highway in the mountains there and i i shot an 87 on both sides over this summer so i'm pretty stoked with that and we'll be getting some mileage out of that stat in the upcoming season i'm sure <laughs> nice good work thank you yeah i mean look it, it, trust me i mean i'm sure there'll be other nice weekends but like man if you're if you're a golfer up here especially in the northwest and you are a husky fan like they're on a buy this week Sunday, the Seahawks are on a bye. I'm telling you, get out there and do what you want to do this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> we got golf. We got pumpkin patches. Get it in while the football is off. Yeah, man. And, and look, I, full disclosure, like I don't mind. Like I like going to a pumpkin patch. I like going to look at Christmas trees. So I'm different than a lot of people. But like there's a couple pumpkin patches. I want to say like I can't remember the names of it, but there's a few of them in Snohomish and downtown Snohomish has a cool little like main street with like bars and restaurants and shops so uh yeah i'd I'd recommend heading up there uh all right well i guess it's about that time topic topic well boys you know i like to mix in a dark cob topic about well every other week basically at this point But um, so um, obviously, you know, I'm into finance, economy stuff, and the uh, national debt um, went up by $400 billion in the last two weeks. So current value is equal to the economy of China plus Japan, Germany, India, and the United Kingdom combined at $33.4 trillion with a T dollars. Um, so my question for people very generally actually is... Do you think, and this is more like, you go conspiracy, hit me with whatever you want. It's it's all good. It's just for fun. Um, do you think American society will collapse in our lifetime? Why or why not? And I really feel like I could get, <laughs> Matt's bouncing, just like throwing his hands at the screen. He's I hyped on this, this one. Ted is shaking his head in disgust. So we, we got an emotional <laughs> topic, which I'm happy about. So anyway, feel free to email us, uh, email the cop topic. Um, or email at thepodcast.com. Do you think American society is collapsing? Why or why not? Let's hear, put on the tinfoil hats. What do we got, boys? I'm not a big conspiracy person. No, it's not. There'll be nuclear holocaust before that. I, I don't know. Like, no, if, no, I'm not trying to be pissy with you guys, but like even Matt's reaction, like, I don't know why people get so hyped for this. And like th- these crazy theories sometimes, it's like, it's not good. Like, right. But it's like, it's how stuff works and how it functions. But no, I don't, I don't see our society collapsing within our lifetime. And seriously, I think there'd be nuclear war with, with China or Russia before any of that would happen. Matthias. So I think a lot of like globally, everybody's kind of in the right now from what I can tell. (laughs) I don't, I don't, 
pay a ton of attention. And I just go back to like having that super strong military is going to keep it better here than anywhere else in the world. And I, I think maybe that's my American ego talking, but I, I think there's, I don't think our society will collapse. I don't know what that looks like. I mean, some people would say, you know, with all the homelessness and the fentanyl and this, that, the other it is. But I think a lot of that's media coverage, you know, just blowing stuff out of proportion. There's more people than ever. So, of course, there's more homeless people and drug addicted people than ever. And like, yeah, we still got the the best weapons to to keep it, you know, keep everyone else in check. And I think we'll still kind of dominate on the global scale for for a long time. But there's a lot of messes to clean up for sure. And, and pretty much every facet of society, there's there's things going wrong. But we just don't live other places where they also have plenty of issues. Um, and yeah, so I, I just try and focus on what's going good in my life and in the immediate world around me here. And yeah, that's uh, that's that's where I get my hope from. And then, yeah, it definitely seems like there's there's some stuff crumbling but new stuff will emerge in its place and uh that's that's what i think the creative destruction of capitalism i actually agree with ted but for a different reason i think you know level one the national debt is wild it's about a hundred thousand dollars a person right now i would say um which is you know 232 per household something like that um so that's wild and definitely will debase the currency and cause a lot of issues and defaults and things like that. But that's kind of layer one. Layer two, yes, there's more people. So we're having more problems and societal ills, but life has changed. Things change over time. And uh, our society is not immune to that um, as far as the whole like fall of Rome theories. I think the thing that really at the end of the day bails the U.S. out is our geography. Um, geographically, you know, we have I mean, we have thousands of miles of navigable waterways. We have protected coastlines. Um, we have manifest destiny, both coasts. We have, um, you know, tons of natural resources. They just found lithium, which was the main, um, main rare earth metal that we couldn't track down. We export huge amounts of the world's food, the world's energy now with the hydraulic fracturing in the, um, uh, what's that? The big, uh, the big field in, in Texas, um, you know, energy is coming on board. So I think that the U S in spite of itself, um, will continue to soldier on, even if, um, you know, the education system sucks, the healthcare system sucks, and we kind of, you know, uh, you know, the the people suffer short term. I think long term, there's just there's no country strong enough to displace us, and we've got a huge number of natural advantages going for us. So I'm actually with Ted, um, but the national debt stuff's crazy. I mean, look, I agree with you. It is, but. I don't know that that national debt is just, yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, we could, this is too long of a conversation to have, but even, you know, like Matt brought up homelessness and stuff. It's like, sure. But like, we're always so focused on the cities. Like, I don't think most people pay attention to the fact that basically most of the South is on welfare. You're talking generations that like, that's all they know, right? They do it. Their parents did it right. Like we pay for all their shit down there, but like, we don't see that on the news coverage, right? It's always like these awful cities on the coast are doing this and that to your place. And it's like, uh, no, we're not. Look at per capita violent crime in small towns. Again, especially in the South is is brutal. I mean, those are dangerous places. But, you know, some say it's a it's a much longer conversation. But now I don't I don't see the fall of our uh, 
society happen like that but who knows you know i don't know what what was the funniest thing i saw today republicans found out today if you turn the bass up too much it blows your speaker out (laughs) (laughs) nice Uh, (laughs) all right (laughs) seriously if you're listening to me and you're in seattle like uh, go do something this weekend i'm gonna i'm gonna go outside and get do some stuff well unless maryland wins on saturday then it's a bar crawl through seattle put on your maryland hoodies i'll buy you a beer (laughs) (laughs) it's supposed to be 74 on saturday too get it that's what Get I'm it. saying, dude. Like I'm gonna, I might just start grilling men's room sausages or bratwurst at like nine thirty in the morning. <laughs> yeah, seventy four and sunny. Get it in. All right, for MCTP for Cobb, Lee Ted Smith is the podcast. Cheers.